You're listening to the North Peace Roundtable podcast, your weekly podcast about theology and the Christian life. Back together again. Back again. Episode 126. Uh, my name is Andrew and with me again is Cameron. Good morning, everyone. I did record an episode by myself last time, last week. Because okay. where were you? The happiest place on earth? <laughs> That's right. I did say it in the episode and I said, and I'm not talking about Dawson because people are like, oh, you headed to Grand Prairie for the... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go to the water park? Yeah. yeah. How was it? It was good. I mean, uh, yeah, we missed a cold snap. Oh, for, like We came back on one day of it. Um, I know. I saw your post that was like, it's minus 40 at home. I'm just putting my shorts yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not at home. You jerk. <laughs> yeah. No, the weather was great. It was like a hoodie and short kind of weather. Uh, we were, yeah, we took the kids to Disneyland. Nice. And uh, that was a lot of steps and uh, <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of exhaustion. If you're looking for a good place to spend money, I remember one uh, comedian, it's easy to do there. I remember one comedian was like, I went to Disneyland. I walked eight miles a day and gained 10 pounds. Right. How is that possible? Churros. <laughs> yeah, churros. Churros and turkey legs. Yeah. It was so oh, funny. Man. You've been there. You oh, yeah. saw those big turkey like oh yeah things. yeah we had one it was delicious and yeah i've heard uh there's like uh conspiracies that it's not actually turkey sure but because yeah. they're like what kind of turkey is this big america <laughs> america yeah everything's bigger That's right. <laughs> no but it was uh good we got the good old cancellation air canada cancellation on the way home oh yeah yeah so I had to remind myself in the airport while it was happening that uh, I told myself as long as it wasn't the way down. Like, yeah, we can. We the can. way home, we can figure it out. Right? <laughs> so, uh, oh man, that was fun. But no, it was good to get away. And uh, was it busy? It was as busy. Yeah, um, but apparently not as busy as a prime time. Yeah, I've season. heard that when you go like in their cold season, not yeah. Christmas. Californians are like, I'm not going out in this weather. <laughs> No, exactly. There was a lot of uh, northern North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, from the U.S. and Canada, of course, uh, that felt really great about the uh-huh. weather. And a lot of freezing staff, <laughs> the Tukes and the the mitts of the, the people that work there all year round. So that's uh, hilarious. That's yeah, pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have two questions that uh, were sent in. And well, one is uh, maybe a quicker answer because it's I, I actually wanted to find the X Files uh, theme song to oh, play, yeah. uh, and then we have a a question that's actually come up uh, a bunch of times uh, lately. Even this morning when I woke up, I had a message from someone. So uh, the first question is this: uh, so many things on the news lately regarding aliens and UFOs and outer space. What does the Bible say about life on another planet? She's uh, this person said this comes up in in so this comes up so much in different conversations. My heart says that God created the heavens and the earth and the angels. I haven't come across aliens. Right. <laughs> so uh, even I don't know if our listeners or if you heard about the 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 big weird event that happened in the Miami Mall. It was on the news because like two hundred police officers came to this Miami Mall. And then they, the news said, oh, it was like a, a group of four teenagers who were lighting fireworks in the mall. And people were like, that seems like a lot of policemen. And then there was like reports, right? People go online and post their TikTok videos. Sure. I saw a 10-foot 
shadowy creature in the mall. It was an alien. And there's all this conspiracy about like, that's why so many police came because it's aliens and stuff like that. And there's been a few stories that I just find fascinating. People who are like, it's true. Right, right, right. So does the Bible uh, ever talk about aliens? It doesn't use that word. (laughs) Uh, Sure. And actually, I saw one article that says actually the word closest to alien would be like foreigner and so it does talk about <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. wait wait a land. second it does in peter it says we're strangers and aliens there we go there we go yeah 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 not in the um, way that we use it <laughs> not in the way it's un- understood today um yeah i don't know like there's uh i i remember thinking you know area 51 mm-hmm. growing up and all the secrecy and yep what could have been found and what is there and who knows what. And, yep. Um, you know, it's interesting. I've never really spent a lot of time thinking about it, but you can't help but not be like, oh, that's probably cool. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I went to NASA in Texas last year and touched a piece of the moon, right? Like moon rock that was brought Oh, back. that's cool. Yeah. And so I think space exploration is really interesting to think about. And, you know, people... Oh man, I I just last night as I was thinking about it, I, I remembered this debate around abortion and how you know science is saying we found life on Mars and this molecule of yeah some yeah yes form yes, of yes water yeah yeah and it's like well how is that life not life right? <laughs> yeah. like and the, then the baby inside of me is not is not life that's yet. right yeah <laughs> so I mean life outside of planet Earth I mean they've been exploring forever I, I'd imagine since technology allowed them yeah but i really do appreciate a few articles i have found that was just more so reminders and um this one i read said short answer is no like the bible doesn't talk about um beings other than so that's kind of a two-edged sword it does talk about like spiritual beings spiritual beings and it does talk about um the fact that we can't see this spiritual world but more so, it, it kind of hammered home the fact that all things were created to glorify God. And so I think in one part it said, um, the universe is massive. We're very small. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, there can't be, much like we talked about the attributes of God, there's not a thing that can conflict with the attributes of God. Like, sure. And, and so I think... I don't know. That's it was it's just been interesting circling around that thought and where Yeah, with this topic you kind of have to deal with like hypothetical scenarios because sure. you're like, okay, if if there are aliens or like other civilizations on other planets, then you have to go, okay, well, s- scripture talks about like the curse of sin coming through Adam. So then are there atoms on other planets that can't you know you can well that's that's interesting and then you know jesus uh walks on this earth uh and dies here Mm -hmm. for human beings who are from the line of adam so did he go do that on other planets for other species you're like well just logically it's just kind of like the gospel doesn't make a whole lot of sense if there are all of these other alien races and different planets with civilizations. But I agree with you that uh, the Bible talks a lot about spiritual beings. And when you read descriptions of them, 
Like you think uh, the one that comes to mind is Ezekiel in the beginning of Ezekiel. He describes the angels that he's seeing and he's like, oh, yeah, there's like a wheel that goes this way. And then there's a wheel inside that wheel. And then it's covered in eyes and then it's got wings. And you're like, that kind of sounds like an alien. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what was Ezekiel seeing? And then you, you read descriptions of like my first thought when they were like, oh, Miami, there was a 10 foot shadow being. I'm like, that kind of sounds like a demon. Sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. Was it? I don't know, but I'm like, it sounds like it. And then yeah. you had, so I think that because uh, what's the purpose of that? That the evil around there would be to distract, to I like, think so, to, to point people away from yep a saving knowledge of Christ. I mean, like, yeah, I think anything to cause confusion and distraction. So I I think when people say like I saw something, I I wouldn't dismiss it and go, no, you didn't. Sure, I would go, yeah, you probably did, but like. Was it uh, an alien that flew here on a spaceship from another planet? Pro- probably not. Yeah. Biblically, I, I would say, uh, like, uh, I'm sure Ezekiel was like, guys, you won't believe what I saw. And they, well, maybe they wouldn't because their worldview was different. But today we're like, what in the world right. <laughs> did Ezekiel see? Right. And it's like, well, it's a spiritual being. It's, it's an angel or it's a demon. Or so I think that maybe is what happened, is what is happening some of these times. And I think um, one thing I I would land on is that, like, I've never been one to say, nope, God would never do that, because it's like, that's a real, Mm. in some sense, like in the sense of creation or, or, you know, understanding just our tiny place on, sure, in the galaxy, you know, so I'm not surprised that there's water on Mars or like they, you know, yeah, uh, that there could be vegetation on some space, but given our the balance of probabilities that we have and the gospel that has been given to us, we could arrive at the point like we are likely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is like you said, Christ sent uh, Jesus to die on Earth to walk Earth, and um, but I keep going back to the fact that. Um, it just—I don't know—it just doesn't make sense. Like, it just, um, there, like, to what purpose or to what end would, yeah, uh, a flesh arriving? Like, what? How does that glorify God? How would that created order come to bring peace? Or like, you know, an enemy race designed to come and like, what are they waiting for? Right? Like, if that were, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the case. So I, but. Landing back on that kind of distraction piece, like I, 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 I think that the enemy, Satan, and, and through whatever process or through whatever demon, it's great to to cause distraction, oh, confusion, totally. to to have things that seem close but are are leading people astray. Yep, that's their purpose to to create enough lies and division that just to leave people stuck in this space that is really not fruitful. I yep. mean, there's no. There's no nothing good that comes out of spending a lot of time thinking in that space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know that's what my wife said because I the Miami thing was interesting and I told her about it and she's just kind of like, "Who cares about that?" I'm like, "Oh, I guess you're kind of right." Because <laughs> yeah. I could see that you could go down a massive rabbit hole and spend hours of wasted time being right. like, "Oh, aliens and Roswell and little UFOs," and all. it's just kind of like, well. Yeah, there's stuff in the world that's uh, uh, kind of hard to explain. 
But when you yeah. when you believe that there's like a spiritual realm that exists as well, then you're like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. And I think part of um, what confuses people is that there have been discoveries of bodies that I've seen, and right away I think that the science and the worldliness of that discovery goes right away to extraterrestrial. Like, wow, look at the shape of this person's head. And I mean, (laughs) thousands of years of humanity here. And like, you know, of course, with the introduction of sin and deformity, like they're to uncover something like a tomb or a mummified thing that of a very small statured or bent over person. Like my mind doesn't go right away to extraterrestrial. It goes to like, wow, what kind of civilization or, or, or yeah. malnourishment or, or like what culturally what impacted that person yeah um to to have ended up like that and to be dug up a yeah. thousand years later and yep um you find some meteorite rocks nearby and all of a sudden now it's, <laughs> yeah. they've come to us in a craft you know like it, well, the craft is gone we've only found the yeah <laughs> we never found the vessel to which they traveled uh, but we see planes going through the atmosphere and burning up unless they're protected with a, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's interesting, there's just things that don't make sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, there, I think that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like the Joe Rogan podcast. Hey man, have you seen aliens? And, oh, uh, but it's a good question uh, for this person that sent it in because I think as Christians, we ha- you have to try and make sense of stuff that's going on in the world. But I think the easiest explanation is that uh, angels and demons exist. And even throughout scripture, you see times when they are appear visible to people and it's always strange. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes angels in, you know, when they come and meet with Abraham, they look like humans for sure. But there's other times when it's like, what in the world? Which is often why it's like, don't be afraid. Yeah, yeah, the first time, yeah. The floating wheel eyeball thing is like, don't be afraid, Ezekiel. Uh, I'm terrified right now. (laughs) I always, there was a cartoon that I saw that the guy's like, you know, oh, did you fall from heaven? Because you remind me of one of the angels. And she took it as an insult after reading Ezekiel, being like, really? I look like this grotesque (laughs) being. Thanks a lot. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Our opinion, no such thing as aliens, but uh, there are spiritual things that exist that, and maybe fool us, I guess. So um, the second question, uh, and there was a question about uh, deliverance ministries. So I'll give a little bit of background because I've had this question a few times. Like, what are they? What is like the idea of like you need deliverance and deliverance ministries? And then as followers of Jesus, should we like partake in that? And is is it true that if I'm a Christian, I, I have to be delivered from demons still? Uh, and then even someone today was like, you know, someone recommended deliverance counseling. Is that something that I should go to to help solve some of my problems? Like, um, <clears throat> I've done a bit of research and I've actually seen this come up lots lately. It's kind of like um, in the Christian, different Christian movements, there's lots of like hot topics and new things that come up and uh, this has come up a lot on my, you know, YouTube feed and social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like all these deliverance ministers and, uh, you know, they're kind of famous and they have big followings now. And this idea of 
So I, I should back up. Okay, so if you're not familiar, okay, what is it? What is a deliverance ministry? Deliverance ministry is the idea that um, there's problems in your life and there's sin in your life because you have a demon attached to you mm-hmm. or in you. Yeah. And so then the fix to that problem is you have to get that demon cast out of you. So, for example, I'll give I saw a video where you know they always bring them up on stage. What's your problem? Uh, I'm addicted to pornography. Okay, well, I now bind the demon of pornography and I cast it out and the person always shakes and rolls and and then they get up and they're like, whoa, okay, I've been delivered. That's deliverance ministry. The idea that like your financial problems, your marriage problems, your addiction to porn, you steal, you lie because there's a demon in you that you have to like get cast out. So... Almost like it's beyond your control. Yeah. Because you are yeah. possessed by a demon. So, I mean, there's like, there's some places even in our own town that are doing this. Cause I've had a question that it was like someone, I went to an event and that was happening. Like you, you gotta be delivered and blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like, okay. So I guess the question that the uh, several people are asking is like, is that true? Is that like a biblical thing that like followers of Jesus have to have demons cast out of them? And do we participate in that? Is there like biblical backing? Is it something that I should go to? Do I need to go to a deliverance counselor to get the demons cast out of me? <laughs> I'm not sure where the best place to start is. I know. Um, so, okay, I'll, I'll give you, okay, I, I can start then. Um, I, there is. Well, I can start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I can, I can start it up. Yeah. Uh, biblically speaking, there is no, there's no biblical backing to say that if you're a follower of Jesus, you can have demons in you that you need to get cast out of you. There's, there's far more examples to the contrary. Yeah, um, someone who's not a follower, like well, every example that of Jesus casting out a demon. He doesn't say, oh, you're one of my disciples, but right. you, you got a demon still. Every single time it's, you know, the, demoni- the demoniac who's living among the tombs and Jesus goes and he casts the demon out. There's the, the guy that's full. Oh, that is the same story. Yeah, yeah. Cast me into the pigs. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so he casts and then the guy's free. Oh, and now you're a follower of Jesus. Go tell people what I've done for you. Like every example, mm-hmm. it's not people who love God and serve Jesus that have demons. It's the contrary. You're right. Yeah. And I like how, well, I think, I guess the, the confusion, which I mentioned earlier is that, um, possession, like being demon possessed, like that spirit is in you. Like you said, it has to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't believe, uh, because scripture says it's impossible that, yeah. You could have the Holy Spirit of Christ in you and also at the same time share that space with a demon. Yeah. Um there's so many good scriptures. Uh first John four talks about, you know, greater is he who indwells believers than that is in the world. Like there that seems like a contradiction of those who yep. you can't have that. Um those who have trusted Christ have been delivered from the possibility of demonic possession. In Ephesians two it says uh, mm, mm-hmm. in which he once lived following the course of this world, following the rule of power of the air. The spirit is now at work among those who are disobedient. Um, the believers don't have any more, don't live under that authority because he mm-hmm. has rescued us from the power of darkness, mm-hmm. transferred us into the kingdom as a beloved, beloved son. 
whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And um, even in the sense of like a house divided cannot stand like the, right. the Holy Spirit cannot be living and, and working within you and sharing space in your being with a demon. Like, yeah. And I know we can joke, but it's like, how would that even work? Like, yeah, the, the Holy Spirit is greater. God is greater and has authority over every demon. So it's not like they're going to indwell a believer at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down a few things like, you know, Second Corinthians six fourteen. you know, what fellowship does light have with darkness? Right. The idea of like exactly what you're saying. These two things don't seem to go together. I wrote down, you know, the first John four, four as well. Like greater is he who is in you than he who's in the world. Uh, Colossians 1.13, which you mentioned, right? He's transferred us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his beloved son. You've been, tr- you've been pulled out of darkness. And then even just theologically, like we believe that when you become a fo- like a born again follower of Jesus, you are immediately filled with the Holy Spirit. As a new creation. Yeah. Ephesians 1 says that the Holy Spirit is in, it's the deposit. He's in you, right? So I find it, it's, like you said, it's impossible to say, I'm a follower of Jesus. The spirit of God lives in me. Uh, I'm like indwelt with him. And then I also have demons living in me that I have to regularly cast out. Because again, Deliverance Ministries is not like, a, oh, this person is demon possessed and now we've cast demons out and they're free from that and they've become a follower of Jesus. Like... <laughs> um, so the person that I was chatting with said that like some one of their friends who's involved in these deliverance things in town was just like, yeah, it's been a while. I think I just need to go and like get some deliverance as if it's like, you know, something that you have to do regularly because you may pick up a demon or two in your life and then you just right. got to go cast. It. And it's like, <laughs> like that's that's impossible to say, like, I have the spirit of God living in me, but I also regularly uh, pick up demons along the way that then live in me that I have to get cast out. It's like that like makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I think, uh, and this is not the only reason, one of the think the reasons I think that this is growing in popularity is because then it's not me who's responsible for all my problems. Mm. I'm not the, like, so I had a, a coffee with a guy years ago, like five, six years ago. And he uh, was of he he wanted to meet with me because he believed that if you become a follower of Jesus, you don't have a sin nature anymore, because Corinthians says um, you are a new creation. The old has passed away; the new has come. So he said, "How can you have an old sinful nature if the Bible says we're new?" So I was trying to explain to him because you, you you're both at the same time, mm-hmm. right? You are made new, uh, and yet you still battle against your own flesh until the day you die, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked him, okay, so you don't have a sinful nature anymore. Do you still sin? And he was like, yes. And I said, well, what is that then? And he said, well, those are demons like making me do that. Hmm. And that's exactly what deliverance ministry is. You have a porn addiction. We got to cast that demon out rather than, hey, you're a sinner and you need to stop. Right? You need to believe in Jesus and repent from that. So one aspect is I think deliverance ministry removes like my own personal accountability. Right. All I have to do is go to the deliverance minister and he'll cast this out and then my problem will be solved. And it's like, that's, that's actually not true. Like the new Testament is full of like your whole life is you repenting of sin and turning to Jesus and 
uh, I mean, Jesus and talks about your cross. Yeah. Every crucify day. yourself. Like cut put, off your hand. Y- like, yeah. Very strong language on how to be the part you play in fleeing sin. Yes. And so I think that, <clears throat> so there's that, that demon possession and those who believe that they're indwelt with a, a demon. But I think what you could even be more popular here is like, I'm just buried under the weight of demon oppression. Like, sure. So I can escape this. And I think that again, it, it aligns with what you were saying where let's come and I don't even know. Deliverance shouldn't be the right word. It's like, how do it's, we can talk about what it should look like, but I think what it looks like today is again, yeah, that we'll pray to remove this demon from around you, maybe from influencing you. Like, like we're going to put a shield of protection is like a a hedge of protection around you, which is true. But again, I think it, you're right. It it says you're just innocent, man. You're just an innocent bystander and all Mm -hmm. of this. This, this isn't something you should be dealing with. Instead of saying like, my goodness, you need to learn some resilience. Like you need to mm. actually, and I, and I, I think just even as those words come out of my mouth, there'll be those who are like, Oh, is that faith works? And like, is that you yeah. securing that? No, it's the process of sanctification that actually requires yeah. an input from us that says, I'm going to flee from sin. I'm going to be mindful of it. I'm going to take thoughts captive with the grace of God and lay them at the cross and not sit in them all day. Yeah. And then when, you know, hours had gone by and then I decide to sin, whether sexually or whatever, then it's like, I just gave in to the, the pressure. And it's like, no, you just quit. Like you mm. just stopped fighting. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's probably like, and I, I hadn't heard about um, local churches doing it, but I would venture to guess that there's probably a mixture of both. Like, wow, could there be something in you? Or it's like, oh, I just feel this heaviness around you that they're just clinging to you. And yeah. they probably read, you know, Edge of Darkness and some other <laughs> yeah, old yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. books, you know, where, and it's not to make super light of the fact that there is a spiritual reality, totally. but, but it is almost like a weakened faith, if truly, which is funny to think about because it's often the most, exuberant faith communities that do that it's like if you had even a morsel then you'd have to understand that the god who has authority over these is not letting them clothespin themselves to you all day and walk around burdened yeah i I, would yeah be more concerned about are you saved like do we have do we have to maybe talk about salvation and the freedom of 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 christ and this gift of grace like first before we talk about delivering you from yeah I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a difference between like being oppressed or like uh, then being I am like I have a demon. So like even I'm reminded in uh, um, I think it's Romans 12 where it's uh, in your anger. Do 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 not let the sun go down on your anger there. This is my paraphrase. Therefore, giving the devil a foothold. Right. But it's not saying if you go to bed angry, boom, you got a demon. It's just saying there are things that you can do that you're leaving yourself open to being influenced. Mm-hmm. Like like First uh, John talks about what are our enemies? Uh, the devil, the world, and our own flesh. So I think there's things that you can do that you are leaving yourself open to like demonic attack or oppression or just darkness but I think that's different than saying like, I have this sin problem 
because I have a demon. It's the demon's fault and I got to get it cast out. Like, um, like, yeah, if you're a Christian and then you go and engage in like the occult and witchcraft, yeah, you're probably, well, one, it'd be like, why is a Christian? What are you doing? But two, it's like, uh, yeah, that stuff is real and you're, you're, you're dabbling in it, but I still don't think that then now you're demon possessed. It's I would like, argue you're actually fighting against more of the world because thinking of every example in scripture and even in uh, on the other side of the world through some mission, because there are some very dark places in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I was in the Philippines, I believe I saw people that were so lost, but it was obvious. I, 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 I think of this woman who was cutting herself like hmm. There was something there. So I think what happens is that evangelical Christians in the West think of demon possession as being indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Like somehow it's just going to flutter into my body mm-hmm. and sit on my shoulder and influence my mind. It's like, well, I don't know. Every example of being possessed by a demon, it's like quite obvious. Yes. Like you're, you're drooling. You're not ta- like, yeah, I don't think you can just sit through your Monday to Friday at work and struggle on a Friday night and be like, oh, that demon, like. I right. don't believe that, actually. I think the more that we unpack that a little bit, it may be you're surrendering to the sinful world around you and mm. you're, you are not running your race well. And yeah. I think so. Do you need to go to a group of Christians and, and put your hand up saying, I need help. I'm not yeah. running this way. I'm not fighting. I'm not running away from sin. And let's come around that person and say, do we need to deliver them from the sin? Well, are you going to remove them from the world? Yeah. It's a sinful world. I think... Uh, resiliency and sanctification, the process, the process of, you know, righteousness through this walk that we're yeah. in is what needs to be addressed because yeah. removing demon or demonic sinful influence from the world is that's what Jesus will do when he returns. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of thoughts. Um, one, the, the danger of it is a couple reasons. One, it's like, there's nothing in the Bible that tells us to do this. Mm. So you're, you're focusing on something that like you would think, okay, if deliverance for Christians is super, super important, surely the apostles would tell us how to do it and write in their letters. Hey, the pro like, think about Corinthians, all your problems in Corinthians it's because of demons. Paul never says that. Right. He's like, it's cause you're not believing the gospel. Like you need to stop sinning, repent, turn back, like. So you would think that if if this is really what we're supposed to do, surely Paul, Peter, John would be like, guys, when you gather, deliver those demons out of yourselves. Like, we got to do it. And then it's never. All of the New Testament letters are like sanctification. Put your, put your sin to death. Follow Jesus. Stop sinning. Uh, and then even in the book of Acts, when you see uh, demons being cast out, it's not like videos of these deliverance ministers and it's how they do it is very flashy and it takes so long and you have to say the same thing over and over. I come out. I've watched videos, come out, come out, come out. I command you to come out, come out for like 15 minutes. Every kind of demonic, uh, you know, exorcism or whatever in the book of acts, it's very simple. Paul, Peter or Paul will just say, I command you to come out in Jesus name and boom, it's or done. Jesus just talking and the demon actually being fearful because they yeah. have the authority. Like, it's, Hey man, can, can it, you at least let us, Oh man, when I went to Zambia, one of the guys that lived over there who is born and raised in Zambia, he was talking to me about this. Cause he says it becomes such a show. 
And then he says, I go to churches and then for 45 minutes, we're attempting to cast this demon out. And it just, he says, biblically, that's not how it works. Biblically, Mm -hmm. all the apostles are like, I command you in Jesus name, come out. And the demon leaves. Right. Right. Um, So I think one, it's like you're involving yourself in a practice that is not prescribed for us to do. Sure. It says we can cast out demons. Like if you like legit uh, thought there's a demon possessed person here. The Bible says that we have authority because Christ dwells in us to say, like I cast you out in Jesus name. Right. Right. So I'm not saying that we don't, that doesn't happen. Sure. It happens. So then the other sad thing is, um, and it reminds me a lot about like healing ministries because the person will say you've been healed. And then what happens when that person leaves and they actually haven't been healed? So what happens to the person that says, like, I have this sin issue. Oh, you have a demon. Let's cast it out. We cast it out. And then they go and they sin again. Right. It's going to be, it's going to destroy them because they'll go, oh, shoot, I have a demon again. And that's the comment that this person made. It's been a while. I better go get delivered Mm -hmm. because then you're in a constant, you're not actually dealing with the sin problem. Right. Because you're just thinking, well, it's not me. It's not my heart issue. It's a demon. So I better go get it cast out. So I have a, I have a demon that's causing me to look at porn. Oh, I went uh, last night to this deliverance thing. I was delivered. And then I went home and then I looked at porn again. Oh, shoot. Hmm. Was the demon cast out? I thought that was the problem. And then you're just, you're stuck. Like rather than saying the problem is your heart and you need to like repent Hmm. and believe the gospel and then we'll work with you to help you put that sin to death. Like I heard one interesting speaker say that, um, and he was being a little comical, but he said, I would venture to, to guess that the devil in his assignment of tasks for the demons doesn't have to focus a whole lot on North America, (laughs) Australia, England, Commonwealth countries where, um, there's no shortage of distraction and sinful temptation. Yeah. And, in dwelt lies within families like the amount and i and i appreciate how you said you know there's possession and then fighting against the world and fleshly desires and sin like that is so rampant here yes uh there are so many distractions from the truth of the gospel that it's it's funny the way he said it's like what purpose would another demon have sitting on your shoulder when it's just around you yeah you're swimming (laughs) Yeah. In opportunities to sin yep. in this culture. Um, and I found that quite, quite funny. And I, I've joked before and poked at family members how even sometimes when we pray, it's like a conference call between Satan and Jesus because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these right. deliverance ministries are actually like we're praying to, we're, we're, we're addressing the demon as a person in the same breath that we're talking to God. And it's, um, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting in scripture that we don't see the apostles or, or praying to God like, hey, Jesus, by the way, I'm reminding you of what you said I could do. Uh, hang tight while I address this demon to go in Jesus. We actually just see. Um, and I'm not even trying to be funny. Like we, we just see. It just reminds me of like a Zoom call. Your mic's turned off. Can We, we got everybody yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to mic you real quick. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Put thumbs up if I can still do this. Right. Okay. Should put the verse in the chat. All right. Um, So I I think in in our day and age and in this town, in this province, I think that 
we have to be <clears throat> putting people, if we're going to have a prayer circle in a hot seat, that hot seat is how can we support you? Mm-hmm. How can we make you a Christ follower that chooses to run from sin? And, and it, and I know that's hard work because there's people in our own church community who are been running through sin, running away from sin and, and trying to build a resilience to, to choose a different way when temptation's in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. And not to, we're actually encouraging them not to make the excuse of it's everyone else's fault, not yeah. mine. Yep. Because you can't be repentant unless you've acknowledged that I'm sinful. Yeah. Like you can't live a life of repentance unless you take some ownership over your decisions. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah so a couple of closing things like, do we believe demons are real? I don't want people to mishear us. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Can, can people be possessed? Yeah, totally. Um, can people have demons cast out of them? Yep, for sure. Uh, not denying any of that. But what we're saying is that if you are a like born again follower of Jesus, uh, you you cannot become possessed by a demon or have a demon in you, because scripturally it just makes no sense. You have the spirit of the living God dwelling in you. Uh, he doesn't share space right with the demonic. Um, the and then yeah, can you? Uh, uh, can demons attempt to like discourage? Yeah, totally. Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should should someone go to like a deliverance night? Or I would say no, because one, uh, there's no point. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's just, again, it's the next thing that's all hyped up. And I think it can actually do a lot more damage to your walk with Jesus than any good. Cause it's not. Yeah. And then the question of like, should I go to a deliverance counselor? Uh, no, you should. Um, I think you can go to a Christian counselor or to your Christian brother or to your life group and say, man, I'm, I'm a believe in all the lies. I'm letting myself yes. believe the lies, which are, um, which are, are they're becoming sin. They're becoming mm-hmm. sin acts in my life because the devil is not using new, uh, new technology and new uh, reels on how to, to influence and to oppress people. Mm-hmm. We believe lies about ourselves. We believe lies about the way we believe the lies about others, our, our loved ones, our spouses, the lies about our own yeah. ability. And, and we let that fester and, and then it manifests itself in actionable sin. And so yeah. Yeah. reveal that to someone that I, I'm allowing myself. I'm not taking thoughts captive. Pray for me. Yes. Help me. Are there some tools? Yeah. Um, Deliver me from myself. Yeah, like, right. I need deliverance from my own <laughs> sinful nature. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's been helpful. And uh, I know kind of a mismatch. We talked about aliens and deliverance from demons. So, uh, but hopefully that's helpful to you. Uh, again, as always, if you need uh, or if you have questions, always uh, email us or, or message us and we'll keep recording these and just want to make it as practical as possible. And, uh, yeah, don't hesitate. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, well, Cam's like, well, maybe, uh, <laughs> I always laughed at that when people were like, there's no such thing as a dumb question. I'm like, sure there is. There's lots of dumb questions, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, send us your questions and, uh, we will talk to you next week.